I'm Derek. And I'm Noah. And you're listening to A Bite Of. Where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... <laughs> We're nibbling. <laughs> I forget. What are we talking about? Zoom, 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 zoom. Well, if you don't know, we're doing a giveaway through our reviews. So we're trying to get to a goal of 100 reviews by the end of the year, which seems very far out of sight, seeing that November is almost over. So I'll be very happy if we get to 50 reviews by the end of the year. Yeah, we're, we're almost at 50. So if we get to that, we'll be happy. <laughs> we're almost at 50. So I'm setting the goal of 50. Right. So I feel like we've triumphed. But what we're doing is that we're picking a review uh, that someone has left us uh, at once a week, and then we're sending out just like a little goodie bag full mm-hmm. of wonderful things. We've mm-hmm. already sent out two, and they've been received, which is really exciting. So please hop on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Before we get into this current episode and recapping it, we wanted to recap the last episode just to get up to speed on where we're at with Mando and Baby Yoda. Sometimes you got to look back before you go forwards. Mm-hmm. And that's what we like to do. <laughs> yeah. So last week's episode was The Siege. Mm-hmm. So what I'm calling this is the Ball Breaker episode, because mm-hmm. two episodes ago, Bo-Katan was like, go see Ahsoka Tano, and the world flipped out, and they were like, but you're going to have to wait two weeks for that. Yeah, I mean, we knew that was going to happen, because, I mean, it, this show is the misadventures of Mando and Baby Yoda, because <laughs> he just has to get one place, and it's constantly pit-stopping, constantly going other places. Which is fine. We get to see a bunch of new creatures and see the the greater Star Wars galaxy. It's fine. So in that one, he met back with Cardoon, Grief Karga, Mithril made another appearance there. Lead member of Blue Man Group. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And they took down this Imperial lab, which they thought was a base in Navarro. And turns out that the reason why they want Baby Yoda is because they're using it for some type of experiment. Clones, maybe. Maybe this was the precursor to Snoke. Right. Who knows? They want to take his baby Yoda Jedi blood and do experiments on it. Gross. Real gross. Real gross. Yeah. And so, and then it left off with Moff Gideon being like, oh, I know where they are because there's a tracker (laughs) on the (laughs) Razor (laughs) Crest. (laughs) Right. So he's on his way to Corvus to find Ahsoka. And that's it. Mm -hmm. We are up to speed. So let us officially take a bite of The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 5. The Jedi. Chapter 13. Woohoo. Yep. So get your cold brew and let it kick in. And let's talk about this amazing episode. Because, uh. spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it by now, I think everybody watched it literally the second it dropped because everybody knew Ahsoka was going to be in this one. And she was. She was. <laughs> she finally was. She was. And it the episode opens with her, mm-hmm. right? So Noah and I had kind of made a prediction um, because, as we all know, I've been loving the ecological uh, little places we've been going in this season of The Mandalorian. And we were expecting this lush forest because that's how Bo-Katan refers to it. And lo and behold, we had said... What if the Empire has gotten to it in some way and they've stripped it? I actually, I think I I had mentioned global warming as a joke and I was like, oh, oops. Yeah. So (laughs) our first glimpse of this is, I guess, maybe at some sort of night time, but you don't know. It's very smoggy there. And we see some soldiers around this sort of tower ringing this giant bong gong. And then there's a shadowy figure running through the dead trees. (laughs) Yeah. So so who makes her first appearance and... You see her with her white sabers, the curved hilts. She looks exactly like she did in Rebels. I am so happy. I mean, seeing how well they did it, it's just, it blows my mind. Because I thought 
you know, maybe it would be hard to do her justice. Maybe like, you know, a lot of times in Star Wars, we see more human looking characters mm. in the forefront, except for Yoda. <laughs> but seeing how they interpreted the character was just amazing. I, I, I have to gush about her for like a second. <laughs> oh, please. Yeah, she looked fantastic. Even the costume design, everything about her is so she's so streamlined. Yeah, I feel. And the costume itself is very you know, bare bones. It's very neutral. It's brown. There's a cloak, but she takes the cloak off. But really what we see so much is, you know, her awesome, the makeup on her face, Mm -hmm. the cool prosthetics, Mm -hmm. and also just the sweet curved hilts. Yeah. She had to get, they had to get those like head tails completely right because that's, I mean, that's what the the moniker of her, that's what really shows her. I've been calling them head phalanges. Ew, I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah. So we see her taking down all these guys and she gets to the gate. And then that's when we're also, you know, introduced to the main villain of this episode Mm -hmm. as well. Morgan Elsbeth, Mm -hmm. which is played by Diana Lee Inosanto, which fun fact, she's a veteran stunt woman. So as we see in the later episodes with, you know, how she she did all of her own stunts. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love it when people do that yeah. stuff. Yeah. When I pulled up her IMDb page, her stunt work actually comes up first before her acting work. That's awesome. Because that's how well known she is mm-hmm. as a stunt person. It's incredible. Yeah. I did. <laughs> while seeing Ahsoka take down all these goons and stuff, like leading up to her meeting um, Elsbeth, I, I always wondered, like, how do they not burn or hit their robes when they're flying around with these like very hot burning can go through almost anything lightsabers. Such a good question. (laughs) Such a good question. Maybe they just put like a little force barrier around themselves while Mm. they're doing it. I Mm. mean, it's a lot of work mentally, I'm sure. But yeah, they should just be up in flames or (laughs) basically be, you know, wearing crop tops. But they're like every battle. tattered at the end all the time. <laughs> I mean, pro- it's probably with the training. They train for a long time, so mind your cloak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's always the one. It's like it's like the Incredibles. Like where you shouldn't wear a cape anymore because it'll suck mm-hmm. you into the engine. But they've mm-hmm. learned. They've mm-hmm. learned. Mm-hmm. So we find out that the standoff. So Ahsoka has been trying to get information from Elspeth, and she said, "Tell me what I want to know." And it's there's this interesting thing with Elspeth saying, "You know, how many people." are going to be worth this one, 10, a hundred. So there's this, this interesting standoff and we don't know too much behind it. Mm -hmm. We're just kind of thrown into this story with this happening. So I think that's, it's, it's raised the stakes just a little bit. Yeah. So they're obviously torturing some folks behind this wall and Ahsoka's like, I'll give you a day. (laughs) And she's like, peace. Yeah. And it really seems that like her faction, you know, Morgan's, People are the ones that burn the forest. Mm. It looks like they're just completely depleting the resources and not making it fun for these townspeople at all. And the you know surrounding fauna. <laughs> so that's where we leave off with Ahsoka at the time. And then we see Mando getting to call it in. With his right-hand child, Baby Yoda, is hanging out up front of the Razor Crest as they are going to land on Caladan. He's like, get back in your seat, little Baby Yoda. And Baby Yoda goes back, but then he notices the first love of his life from <laughs> season one. The knob on top of the gear or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like a gear shift knob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, my question is about these things, though. It's like, first of all, why is the knob removable? 
Is it like some sort of mechanical keyboard keycap where you can kind of make them look however you want? Yeah, exactly. All right. That's and exactly. so Mando just goes for your standard ball bearing. Yeah, if he wants a Hello Kitty one, I'm sure he can order it. It's fine. <laughs> As he should. Yeah, the I'm Galactic sure. XE shop is <laughs> exactly. fully in operation. The Galaxy resins are like no other. There will be no snapping keycaps yeah. on, on these gearships. But, you know, that doesn't stop Baby Yoda. He does a little Jedi force to try and screw the thing off. And he's like, stop it. What did I tell you about this? Yeah. He, as they're leaving the ship, he sees it in his hand and he's like, stop playing with this thing. Which also, <laughs> part of me is like, just let him have it. What is yeah. it? You can still grab the stick, I'm yeah, sure. Exactly. It's, it's just for comfort. Yeah. I mean, I also want to point out that uh, Baby Yoda has two main outfits. There's the sack look and there's also his baby romper look. Mm. And we see him walking down in his little baby romper look. He's so cute when he walks. He is adorable. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> if it's like CGI or if it's like literal like puppet work puppet marionette <laughs> mastery yeah so mando makes his way into Coladan, and of course they bring him straight to the magistrate herself and seeing that he's a mandalorian she has this spear this beskar spear and she knows she has something to offer him she has an issue just like every time when mando goes to a place somebody's like hey i got a job for you mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's looking for this jedi which they don't know yet and she tells him, I've been plagued by a Jedi. If you kill this Jedi, I will give you this Beskar spear. Seems legit. I mean, he likes to collect Beskar yeah. know, trinkets. And so he doesn't agree to it, which I think is interesting because he knows he needs to find this Jedi anyway. And she can tell him where she is. And the way what I've learned from this scene is that the way to test Beskar is to take Beskar and bang it against other Beskar. Yeah. It's kind of like diamonds, right? The only (laughs) thing to cut diamonds is diamonds itself. (laughs) Right. So if it makes that clang, you know it's real Beskar. (laughs) I did also want to point out, so we see, you know, Morgan's where she lives, I Mm -hmm. guess. And it really reminded me of the ruler of Ba Sing Se and Korra. Yes. And it's like the whole situation. So... You have her little inner circle, mm-hmm. which is like green and it's nice. And she has a little pond with She's like got koi her pagoda. Fish. Yeah. And the people right outside of that gate are just living awfully. Yeah. Like immediately outside of her gate are the torture like cages that they have there that shock people. I mean, she wants people to know that. You're about to, who is running this? <laughs> yeah. She's like, look what will happen. I'm basically the Vlad the Impaler of yeah. Caladan. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, we, and we see that when Mando comes in there first, like people don't want to talk to him. They're afraid they're going to get in trouble. The one guy tries to talk to him. He gets zapped. Uh, there's one older gentleman that we see is feeding some children. Uh, and he's the only one to say to Mando, like, don't talk to us. But then some guards come up and you just see it's a horrible, sketchy situation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Mando didn't agree to kill Ahsoka, but he got the information that he needed on where she is. So he leaves the walls of this city to go find her. As he's looking for her, we see this short little, this little cameo. And I don't know if it is actually Moriai, but it could be. So it's the, it's the spiritual pretty much guardian of Ahsoka. It was the owl that actually convinced Ezra and rebels to pull Ahsoka through the portal that saved her during the Darth Vader fight. So, and she's pretty much guided her her whole life. So I, I think it might've been a little cameo of her because I mean, she's always around her. So. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think as far as it being her, the only other, you know, fauna we see are these like giant, I don't even know. We didn't get a good look. Yeah. They just kind of like are moaning in the background. So the fact that they showed you this owl, it feels very much that way. 
But the only owl that I like that came to my mind when I saw it, like Space Owl. So there used to be this movie that they used to play in Disneyland starring Michael Jackson called Captain EO. Oh, my God. And in that movie, there's an owl, yeah. and the owl's name is Hooter. Yeah. And you'd be like, Hooter! Yeah. But when I did my research, do you know who wrote Captain EO? Who? George Lucas. Oh, weird. Right? Weird connection there. It's so bizarre. So if we were ever to play Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon, <laughs> we can somehow connect Pedro Pascal to Michael Jackson. Real quick. <laughs> real quick. Yes. One degree of separation. Oh, that's so weird. It's crazy. (laughs) All right. So Mando finds Ahsoka. They exchange some blows. Super cool fight scene. You know, you see Mando using his grappling hook and his flamethrower, like always. Anytime he's in like a big bind, he's like, I'm just going to burn this shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we see that the Beskar armor can stand up to lightsabers. I thought that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. That's how strong this is. Because we saw her chopping through trees. We see her slicing droids in half. And when it comes up to that Beskar, no Mm -hmm. way. Yeah, there's a funny little thing. I mean, we're not going to really talk about it, but the only time to bring it up when they say laser swords. Yes. Which the only other time that's ever been said was in The Last Jedi. So I thought that was a funny little nod to it because it's usually a misnomer for it. Mm -hmm. So it's funny that somebody that's not a Jedi and has been pretty much raised in a cult, would think that those are just called laser Laser swords. swords. Yeah, Yeah, that's what they are. That's easy enough. Absolutely. (laughs) So they stop and he's like, oh, Bo-Katan sent me. Bo-Katan sent me. Like, please stop fighting me. And then she immediately notices Baby Yoda. Mm. She's like, oh, is it about that thing right there? Yeah. (laughs) Which I think is funny that her attention real quick just drew to Baby Yoda because, I mean, she knows Yoda. Yeah. And it's the only other one that she's ever known. I like when there are moments like when I feel like when Mando's feeling safe, he'll wear the satchel so that Baby Yoda's looking out. Mm-hmm. And when he's not feeling safe or he doesn't really know where he's going, he tucks Baby Yoda behind him so mm-hmm. that the cape is over him. Yeah. And I mean, that's when you get like the primo cuto shots of just Baby Yoda <laughs> peeking out like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so cute. Yeah. He's so cute. So then next we see Ahsoka communicating with mm-hmm. Baby Yoda. She's using her force to, you know, use telepathy and understand what he's saying. Super cool. Mando's not allowed part of the conversation, one, because apparently he does have midichlorians, <laughs> and also because how else is she going to talk to a 90-year-old child that cannot form words yet? <laughs> yeah. And I think for him, like, he thinks like, oh, I did it. Yeah, go. Go with your Jedi friend and just mm-hmm. sit there, and I'll just hang out because that's what this has been all about. I'm finally reuniting them. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of stands up and brings the baby over, and then we have the reveal of the sentry. Yeah, I think it's really funny how it happened, too. She just, like, nonchalantly said it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, Grogu. And he's like, what? (laughs) Grogu! Oh, my God. I mean, did you really expect any other name for, like, a Star Wars character, especially a Yoda character? I have to say, (laughs) I, you know, I think in the back of all of our minds, we knew that this baby had a name. Yeah, right. I mean, the, the general public has been calling him Baby Yoda. He's known as the child or the asset but the fact that he has a name, I am not lying to you where I got teary-eyed <laughs> because we love this character so much and it just makes him even more of a presence. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it definitely gives more of a backstory. I think that was the thing I was not fearing, but I was curious to see when we would find out about his backstory because he just didn't pop into existence. Right. So how he was found on Navarro... And where he is now, what happened in between that. So it's really interesting. We get a little bit of his backstory. First off, like, I mean, Grogu, it's it's an interesting name. But, like, of course. Like, <laughs> it's just like, 
at first I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm still going to call him Baby Yoda. But the more it's like grown on me. So it's. It grow grew on you. (laughs) (laughs) So we do find out more of his sad backstory. So, of course, he has a terrible backstory. He was on Coruscant during the time when all the younglings were killed by Anakin. And he was taken from there. Nobody knows who took him from there. A lot of theories online are saying maybe it's Mace Windu, Obi-Wan maybe, Mm -hmm. but he really wasn't in the same area at the time. So somebody took Baby Yoda. So that also might mean that there's more younglings. So, I mean, why just him was taken? So, I mean, hopefully there's more younglings that were saved from there. Mm -hmm. So we find out that he escaped and was put into hiding. And ever since then, to hide himself, he hasn't been using the Force. Yeah. And so that's that's a little sad. Yeah. I So when we first watched this episode, I was just like overjoyed about knowing his name finally. Mm-hmm. And then upon the second watching, like I left wa- the first watching and be like, yes, oh my God, that was amazing. It was so cool. We mm-hmm. got to know his name. And then upon the second time of viewing it, I actually got a little depressed because again, this little baby that we all love so much has had like horrible stuff happening to yeah. him in the past couple of years. And not only... You know, was he stolen and had to go into hiding, but then he was found and experimented on. And like, so his fate before Mando, before we've seen him, has been very dark. Yeah. And that's what uh, Ahsoka even says is that, and then it gets dark. Mm -hmm. And for him, you know, he's just a, you know, although he's 90 years old, he's still Mm -hmm. a child. I don't know if he's actually 90 But no, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we all know that he's like 50 to 90 years old, but they just grow differently than like humans. And so it's just sad. Yeah. It's so sad to think about him having this life, especially because we love him and think he's so precious. Yeah. And it also makes the bond between him and Mando more important. Yes. And the fact that he's, you know, save, he has saved Mando. Mando has saved him many times, that there's a connection between them. It's it's really interesting. It's super sweet. And you see there was somebody had posted um, how he even carried Grogu throughout the series so far. Mm-hmm. And in season two, he's really become like a dad to him, the way he's holding him, the way he like has those sweet little like holding his hand moments. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's so sweet. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like un- almost unbeknownst to Mando, he's just so greatly caring for him now. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he realizes how their relationship has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've said a few times, it's like all of these interactions, and especially with Baby Yoda and the droids that he's come in contact with, it's like chipping away at that Baskar armor with mm-hmm. him. And because, I mean, he had a terrible upbringing too. Yeah. And he's like still dealing with all this stuff. And he's like, you were raised in a cult. And it's like, oh my God, he hasn't yeah. even dealt with that yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, so. and again, right. So that's another thing where when we see Mando's past, just that little glimpse in season one of him as a child, he hid. Yeah. He had to hide yeah. and hear his parents die. And then he was found. And so it's so similar. Their stories are mirroring each other so well. And here he is, once being the foundling, now being the one to care for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a part where uh, Mando talks about like his powers or his magic, and I I really like this line that Ahsoka said. She pretty much emulated Obi Wan and saying that you know it's the life force that connects everything. Yes, it's it's the force. It's not just powers. It's not magic you know, in a way. It is. But I thought that was a really interesting thing. I, I like these lines that they're saying because it's connecting everything. You're like, yeah. where have I heard that before? Oh, from this character. So it's interesting because she has had a history with Obi-Wan, especially Anakin. Obi-Wan trained Anakin. Anakin trained Ahsoka. So mm-hmm. it's really cool connection there. And even in this scene of us getting the reveal of Grogu and his past is also the first time that Mando calls him Grogu. Oh, my God. It's and, so cute. Oh, my gosh. It's so cute. When he <laughs> says it, Baby Yoda just goes, ah. 
and looks up at him because it's like, oh my God, you know my name now. You yeah. said my name. Yeah. I wonder if the whole time though, like Baby Yoda's just like, can you just call me by my name? <laughs> Baby Yoda's been like trying to spell out Grogu in, you know, frog lady eggs. He's just doing everything he possibly can and it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> in the same scene, we also, uh, Mando tells Ahsoka what he's been trying to do, his whole mission. So far, he's like, I was tasked to bring him to the Jedi, to the people. And so, you know, here you go. <laughs> take the take the kid. You know? I'm dropping him off now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she says that she'll she'll test him in the morning. Yeah. She'll she'll, you know, do some force test on him and we'll see. So in comes Grogu training montage. <laughs> training montage. I have the tiger plays, yep. cue the music. It's fantastic. Not really, just a rock. No, no, exactly. It's just a rock. It's yeah. nothing big. And we see that Ahsoka picks up this rock and she floats it over to baby Yoda and she's like, you know, send it back to me. And he drops it. And she says to Mando, like, you two seem to have a connection. Why don't you try? I th- I thought it was funny this whole time too. Every time she's, she's trying to get him to you know push the rock back to her. That he's like, oh, he's stubborn. Oh, he doesn't understand. Yes. And it's, it sounds just like a parent that's like not embarrassed of the kid not being able to do the thing that they always do. But it's like, you know, he won't he won't do it. He won't do it. And it's like, well. <laughs> and what's so funny about that, though, is that just in the beginning of this episode, we saw Baby Yoda listening to him. Yeah. When he's like, go back to your seat. And then he climbs down and goes up. And again, Mando is just so not aware of anything that's going on and how the connection between this child. Yeah and him and he says to her well that'd be a first and she's like she just has like these like wise lines ahsoka she says i like firsts good or bad they're always memorable yeah oh i loved that yeah i thought that, that was, was so line. cool yeah that was really good she tells him you know you try because she sees the connection between them also i mean yoda has been baby yoda has been grogu god <laughs> there's the child there's at, like, yeah. all that so grogu has been upset or you know scared and fearful to use his powers this whole time He's only really used them in front of Mando this mm-hmm. whole time. And he, I th- he think he's probably still wary of Ahsoka. He doesn't really know her. The last you know, Jedi that everybody was supposed to trust turned out to be Darth Vader. So mm-hmm. <laughs> who knows? They could go bad. So she's like, well, you try. Like you try connecting with him and you try it or whatever. So he tries the rock again. Doesn't work. And then he's like, oh, I still have that you know, gear shift knob. Yes, yes. So he uses yes. it. Baby Yoda immediately grabs it from him. Zorps it yeah. right into his hand. Mm-hmm. Which shows he has the ability. And Ahsoka knows that he has great force powers, but that also worries her a yeah. lot because she listens to him, but the connection is just too strong. Mm-hmm. And she saw that happen before. And that's why she doesn't want to train him. She's like, I've seen where this fear and this connection can make for a bad recipe of a terrible dictator (laughs) tyrant i should say and so that's scary for us as the viewers right is that there's actually a little more at stake here i think for so long we've been worried that something's going to happen to baby yoda but the fact is is that actually maybe baby yoda or grogu can be the one that makes bad things happen yeah so there there's that interesting balance in a lot of the jedi and the sith talk about aligning yourself either the light side or the dark side Mm -hmm. and when so much fear and, you know, paranoia and emotion. And, you know, what if something happens to Mando? Then that would just, you know, Grogu could go full on Sith Lord. Right. <laughs> so I think she is worried about that. Rightfully so. I mean, she should be. The whole arc of her is getting trained by Anakin, loving him as, you know, as they call it, the master, and then seeing the downfall and seeing how much all of that investment and that trust and love 
completely went out the window and he was yeah. willing to kill her for it. Yeah. And again, it's like, it's very much looking into these characters and seeing how their pasts are creating their presence mm-hmm. and what has happened to them is going to shape the choices that they're going to make. And I think with all three of these characters in this scene, you know, with Ahsoka, with Mando, and even with Grogu, they've all had these horrible things happen to them and it's truly shaped who they are. And now it's like very much in this moment of how are things going to shift? And we have to watch whether we're going to be going towards, you know, the light yeah. or the dark. Yeah, it's interesting because I was trying to figure out what Ahsoka's been doing. Like, why is she there? What's happening? And we find out a little bit more about Morgan mm. and that, you know, her people were killed during the Clone Wars. And that's why, you know, she's just been going around conquering all these places, depleting the resources, torturing the people and blah. You know, Ahsoka's mission is to stop her from doing that, but also to find out where her master is. Right. That's who she's looking for. So, I mean, we can kind of guess if you've seen Rebels, and I'm sure it might be mentioned later on, she's probably looking for Ezra. So maybe that's the connection there that she's trying to do. But I did see an interesting theory that I wanted to bring up that apparently Elspeth might be a Ming Po. Mm-hmm. She looks very similar to them. You know, they typically look Asian mm-hmm. and they have the the face markings, the face tattoos. And she mentioned that their people were killed during the Clone Wars. In Clone Wars, Bo-Katan's first appearance in that show, she was part of Death Watch. And during that time, they actually enslaved those people and like killed those people. They were technically like branded like a terrorist group. And so it was an interesting interaction between like, you know, Ahsoka being like, that's not right. What's happening here? And so we see those people being killed. So it's interesting. I don't know if she's necessarily part of them, but it's it seems pretty plausible. Yeah. And it makes me wonder that if Bo-Katan's actions are going to be brought up later on. Gotcha. So. Oof. Yeah. So what I got out of this scene. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being so well versed in I these things. <laughs> did I mean I'm sorry for making it heavy. I just feel like I have to cover all my bases. No, here. <laughs> I think it's good. It's really good. We need to know these things because it's I mean the, the fact of the matter is is that there's this random woman here. We have no idea who she is except that she has these like, you know, Sailor Moon-esque negaverse, you know, <laughs> tattoos on her forehead. Um but of course I went into librarian mode because she said that she's plundered worlds. Mm. And so I was like, well, I know what I know the word plunder, but I don't necessarily know what it means. So oh of course I looked it you up. Keep trying to find a way to do Edwards in every season. Yeah, I just feel like I'm taking this all as a learning opportunity, not only in the Star Wars fashion, but in my own vocabulary. So to plunder means to rob of goods or valuables by open force as in war or hostile raids. Right. And this made me think of, okay, I'm taking a step back. I'm going on a tangent. You know, sorry. So back in the day, Captain Planet... Remember Captain Planet? Yeah. So one of his eco-villains names was Luton Plunder. Huh. And so Luton Plunder used to loot and plunder lands. I mean, that's a little too on the nose for my liking for villains, but I mean, no monologue, maybe. You just like say his name, right. that's what he's going to do. You know do. exactly what he's about. I mean, I think if we look at all the eco-villains, they they're like their names are like literally like radiation guy or smog. Right? Smog. Exactly. Yeah. Pollution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Global warming. Global warming. So, zap, 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 zap. Now, young Derek knows what loot and plunder means. (laughs) And adult Derek is happy to see how it has fit into this world that has been plundered Mm. by these people and basically been torn to shreds. Yeah. Interesting. So, we find out Grogu's past. We hear a little bit about Ahsoka, but then we find out more about Elsbeth. Oh, my God. I keep wanting to say, what's Elphaba? 
Elphaba. <laughs> yeah. For, I keep wanting to say that name. So that's why I keep going back and forth between Morgan and <laughs> Elsbeth. <laughs> Speaking of defying gravity. No. Um, so basically what ends up happening at the end of the scene is Mando and Ahsoka are like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. They're going to take her down because as they say, a Mandalorian and a Jedi, they'll never see it coming. Which they don't. And I think that's why Morgan trusted her. But see, that's what makes me think that like, is she part of the Ming Po? Because the Ming Po were really decimated by Mandalorians, but he didn't necessarily have any markings on his armor. Or she's just like, I can hire him to take out a greater threat and I can kill you after. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and and the whole thing is that, right, she's, she's offered him that Beskar staff or spear. Mm-hmm. Where did she get that from? Well, right. Exactly. Yeah. You know? So I'm, I'm curious about how this is all going to fit in because I can see that really leading back to Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, we'll see. So they team up to pretty much take her out and he's going to help her. And he asks, he was like, okay, I'll help, but you need to be sure that he gets trained. Mm-hmm. Like my whole like life's existence right now is to get this child to where he needs to be. What does Mando think he's going to be doing once he drops Grogu off? I mean, do you know what back I mean? to what he was doing. Back I guess. to bounty hunting? I mean, yeah, that's what Mando After your do. heart? Has been changed by Grogu? That sounded Italian, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, But I think it's never going to happen. Something's right. going to happen to where it's not. I mean, yeah. <laughs> panic, panic. So they, so Soka goes in first, takes it down, takes out that big gong ringing thing at first. There is one soldier's job. His sole purpose is to gong the bong. And he got it. He bit it. He got real good. Yeah. 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 There's a funny moment when she like jumps up on top of the tower where that gong is. And that one guy is like, uh, uh, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. And then she like force pulls his rifle to yes, hit the, other, the guy. other guy. Yeah. Also flashback to the beginning of this episode. How hilarious is it that they have like this, like what, like 40 foot wall. And meanwhile, she's just like, zoop. Well, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, at the beginning, the jump she's you. just like down there. She's talking to them. I'm like, what, what are they thinking talking to ahsoka tano down there she could jump up at any time that she wants well that's the interesting thing about this because she clearly can take them all on Mm. you know so i'm wondering what she i know she needs information so maybe she was trying to put pressure on morgan like morgan was trying to put pressure on her Mm -hmm. so it was this like stalemate situation happening so she confronts morgan and she throws down a piece of mando's gear being like you know you tried to send this mandalorian Suck it. <laughs> Didn't work out. Mm-mm. So they think that like the Mandalorian's gone, which is a good, you know, bait and switch type situation. So then Ahsoka, so Lang comes out to confront Ahsoka. Ahsoka takes off. He goes with the two uh, assassin droids to go after her. And they're having like all these like incredible battles in these back alleys of this place. All of the townspeople have gone into their homes. While this is happening, guess who lands in Central Square? Mando. <laughs> Bam. And... They're about to free the people, but then Lang, her like second in command, comes out and he's like, oh, I see what's happened. Yeah. And you see Ahsoka standing on the the wall of her inner palace. Yeah. And he's like, a Jedi and a Mandalorian? Okay. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. So Ahsoka jumps in. There's Morgan, right? She's got the staff. Ahsoka goes, Bzzroom, has her two laser swords and like the ultimate you know, ball voguing battle is about to happen. It was, we made comments <laughs> of like that 
that runway, that strip that they have, especially how those droids were walking. It was like, work, work, get it. So yeah, they're, they're Bring essentially- Bring it to the runway, runway. <laughs> yeah, they're having like a Vogue off. Yeah. But I mean, it's a really cool battle that they have. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like every scene in here too really showcased like really cool stills of Ahsoka. Mm. You know, if she's like, you know, activating the lightsabers in front of her face or just the stances that she did. It's like, that's the fan service that we love and we know that they're purposely doing. And we want to take her in. Yeah. We've been waiting so long for her. So Mm -hmm. any moment we get to see her in all of her lightsaber glory, it's like so satisfying. Mm -hmm. And just about before they're going to throw down, she throws her cloak on the floor. And when she like activates her lightsabers, one like lightly touches it, but no burning, no burning (laughs) of her cloak. Then we go back out. And Lang and the Mandalorian sort of as like the two sort of second in command in these situations to these two powerful women that are having this battle are standing in front of each other. Yeah, they're playing chicken. Exactly. They're waiting to see how it goes. And you can hear the the battle in the inner wall and he could hear, you know, Morgan's Baskar spear hitting. You can hear the lightsabers hitting. So it's interesting that you can tell who's winning and who's not. Mm -hmm. And because there's a moment where you hear her spear fall. And then that's when Lang's like, I guess your girl won. Mm -hmm. And he tries to, he tries to outwit Mando with the shoot off. Yeah. Doesn't work out. I mean, he's the fastest draw in the West. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Hello. We're set in a sci-fi Western here, man. Okay. This guy knows he's quick at the draw. Yeah. Quick at the draw. Yeah. Nice try. So then he shoots Lang and then uh, the man that was the only one, the only townsperson that spoke to Mando comes out. And they're going to about to free the people in the electric cages. But then that other assassin droid is there and he's like, behind you, but mm-hmm. And he takes him down. And then we sort of see Ahsoka back in the inner sanctum with her lightsaber up to Elsbeth's throat. Yeah, she needed information. So she's not going to just, you know, one and done her. Mm-hmm. She needs that information. And she's like, tell me where your master is. I need to know all that stuff. And then <laughs> this show, like, it's. <laughs> It's not that it's hard to keep up with, but it's like this show takes place in such a weird time, time that we don't know about Mm -hmm. because we have the newest trilogy of the Star Wars movies that came out in between this, like Clone Wars and Rebels. We don't know. We have no idea what happened in this in-between time. So now she brings up Admiral Thrawn. Mm -hmm. What? The the villain from Rebels, the one that was the exact antagonist to Ezra, which was the protagonist in Rebels. So that's who she's looking for. And so that just solidifies she's looking for Ezra because the last time we saw Thrawn and Ezra was in the finale of Rebels where they disappeared. Mm-hmm. They just disappeared and Ahsoka's trying to find him Yeah, to get to Ezra, which I'm assuming is what's happening. I had this moment where when she like had the lightsaber up to her throat and she was like, you know, where's your leader? Where's and in my head I'm going Moff Gideon and so I was like Moff in the Thrawn. I was like, oh, so we're just blowing the doors wide open now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> with Ahsoka being involved and especially Bo-Katan, there's like all the Rebel and Clone War stuff is starting to seep into this. Holy smoke! It's a good connection. Oh my god, it's brilliant. It's connecting the old stuff with the new stuff and the extended stuff with the main canon stuff so i mean it is a lot to keep up with like this is why i wasn't like such a huge star trek fan because it's just so out there and it's there's so much to consume star wars is like no different 
Yeah. And I think in the inverse with Star Wars, it's like you have this show, this show, you have all these comics, you have all these novels. So it's like, I can't just rewatch all those shows. I have to like, I watched them. But now when this stuff is getting mentioned, I'm like, wait, what? Who is that again? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. So, but that's what's so cool. It's like someone like me, who's very much a top level viewer mm-hmm. of Star Wars stuff. When I'm watching this, it's actually making me want to dive deeper into mm-hmm. those worlds and be like, wait a minute. Oh my gosh. Like, I need to know more about Ahsoka. I need to see how she's existed before this. Yeah. Uh, and so they're just, they're pulling they're pulling people in who who love it and dive deep. And they're making people who are swimming on the surface want to go there too. Yes, I've been seeing a lot of posts where like, I started Clone Wars because of Ahsoka. Because you have this like mainstream Star Wars thing that it's like blowing up and it's massive. And people that aren't necessarily Star Wars fans watching it, mm-hmm. be that because it was Baby Yoda memes or because of like, Pedro Pascal, but people are diving back in. And I will say, if you're listening to us and you don't really know Star Wars or whatever, but you want to watch Clone Wars, I will say, just keep with it because, mm. like, the beginning of it is a little, it's a little rocky. Like, they didn't find their footing yet. And, like, the animation's a little kind of weird. It starts with the movie. So just keep with it. And it gets so good. Mm. Absolutely good. So I will just say that. So they defeat her. She knows now what to do. Thrawn's name has been dropped. So it's like, okay, so are we going to see Ahsoka later on? Is Thrawn going to be also a threat? Is there going to be a spinoff show with mm-hmm. Ahsoka? Like, what's happening now? Yeah, we are so pulling for a spinoff. We don't know who it's going to be, but we want one bad. Right. It, it seems like a lot to, like, how how are we going to get the Bo-Katan story? How are we going to get the Thrawn and Ahsoka and Ezra story? How are we going to still go with this Moff Gideon stuff? You know, so there's just so much that yeah. I don't think that can fit into 30-minute episodes. <laughs> it's so much. Yeah. They're like, another comic series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we have to question what type of machinery they were running in Caladan because the moment they defeat her yo everybody's costumes are green again (laughs) the smog is gone that nice man that helped uh mando a couple of times i i in my opinion he was the old magistrate Mm -hmm. and now he has a cape on so peace has been restored Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful jubilant scene yeah she goes at the one of the final scenes we see ahsoka giving mando the baskar spear pole spear staff whatever pointy thing Bam. big long stick and he's like i can't take that like you know the job was to kill you i didn't kill you and she's like it obviously belongs with the mandalorian and i'm so excited that he took it because now that means there's going to be more lightsabers and or dark sabers involved and now he can stand up to him and actually have a weapon oh such a good point to do it so i'm super excited for that i also love just the imagery of this scene so when this this handoff of the spear happens they each have one hand on it and they're both perfectly in profile in front of the city that they just saved. You mean like the episode art? Yes! Did you check out our episode art? <laughs> so Chef's Kiss to that direction by Dave Filoni, mm-hmm. who is such a huge guy in the Star Wars universe. And I am just so happy that... I'm not happy that I had surgery, but I'm happy that in my recuperation of my back surgery, I found the Chef Show mm-hmm. because that's how I met Dave Filoni. Yeah. Was in the chef show yeah. at Skywalker Ranch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, he's a great, great director. Most of the directors for the show, you know, be it Bryce Dallas Howard or Carl Weathers, they've all done such cool things. And you see different inspirations with each one. Super cool. I love it. Then we get to the point of Mando's exchange or his agreement. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, I'll go. She's like, where's the child? He's like, I'll go get him. He's in the ship. He gets to the ship, which Derek point out, he's like, 
so you just left this kid with the the ship wide open. I was like, well, maybe he has like a car button where like it automatically opens. Um, I don't think he would just leave it yeah, open. No, you're right. On first watch, I was um, furious <laughs> because he's just waltzing around the ship with a giant hatch open. Okay. And uh, little Grogu is just being a little angel baby, <laughs> just sleeping in his hammock. Yeah. Just so cute. Um, but then I think you're right because we don't actually see him walk into the ship yeah he's already in the he's ship. already in the ship so i feel a little bit better yeah because i was beside myself upon yeah. first viewing we get this um this is where it really solidifies the they're not going to separate these two mm. because when he wakes him up when he wakes grogu up and he knows that he's what he thinks is going to hand it off to ahsoka and you know be done with it his mission's completed he has this sweet little moments with him like he's sitting with him he's waiting with him he's like you know kind of holding his hand and you know, he's not like just getting the kid and going yeah. and bringing it to her. I almost felt like, so it felt like there was a little bit of a moment, a little bit of time passed that we didn't get to see between when he is sleeping in the hammock and when Ahsoka is approaching the ship. Right. And it almost felt like, and I'm being dead serious, like, I don't know if Grogu needs his diapers changed in any sort of way, <laughs> but it felt very much like he just finished redressing him. Like, he mm. just finished, like, taking care of him. Well, he's, like, getting him ready to send him off. Yeah. You know, it's, like, just like what you do with your dog at, like, doggy daycare. It's, mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to give you a nice treat. I'm going to make sure you smell good. And, like, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fun. I'll be back for you. Mm. Um, so, Ahsoka gets there. And she tells him again, like, I can't train him. And it makes sense. Like, part of me at first was, like, why? Why are you not training him? Also, I want you in the show more. Like, I want to see Grogu Ahsoka you know collab but it just makes so, so much sense she i she can't force herself to see that possibly happen again and i think it's just such a sore subject with her that she's not gonna why are you looking at me she like she can't that? force i know herself <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> so but she tells him there's another place yet again <laughs> where you could possibly go to get this child to where he needs to go so she tells him that he can take him to a jedi temple on Tython, mm-hmm. which, fun fact, is supposedly the birthplace of the Jedi Order. Oh. So, fun fact there. Yeah. And she tells him, take him to the top of the mountain, put him on the seeing stone, and he can choose his path. So, I think there's going to be this really interesting moment of, is he going to use the Force to reach out to a Jedi Master? Or is he fine with just staying with Mando and wants to, you know, train to be a little... Grogu Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. I think it's super interesting. Yeah. Yet again, we see Mandalorian going back onto his ship to go to another planet. And one of the best moments of this episode, in my opinion, is we see Grogu peeking over Mando's shoulder, looking mm-hmm. at Ahsoka. And she kind of gives him, they look at each other. She gives him a nod. Mm-hmm. She smiles. And then they set off. And in my mind, what's happening there is that I personally think that she knows that Grogu does not want to leave Mando. Because she's told Mando, he sees you as a father figure. Let alone to somebody that he's known for 12 hours. Exactly. (laughs) And so I think that he's like, thank you. Thank you for letting me stay with him. Mm -hmm. And she says, she gives him a nod, is like, you're welcome. And she gets to go back to the town and do whatever she has to do. And they... Yeah, she she gets to go search for Thrawn. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, I think that is a good point. Because she's supposed to take not only this new Padawan, but this child. When she's searching for the other padawan yeah you know so i i think it is a more of a thing of like they had a mutual thing like i i could possibly do this but like now's not the right time for me yeah 
can you like go somewhere else? (laughs) (laughs) But I think like, I I don't know, like maybe is it one of those things of like, she nodded like, okay, have, have fun, like good luck type of thing. Or like, I'm acknowledging something that only you and I know, Mm. you know? So it's like, it could be, and I think that what's the point of that? Where you can like fill in those gaps of like yeah. what is happening? Here? There's some there. There was definitely some Jedi mind meld mm. happening between them. I hope we get to see her again. I that know. would be yeah, that would be really awesome. I I don't think they're not going to not show her again mm-hmm. because she's such a huge fan favorite and everybody wants more of her. Yeah. They could easily do a Bo-Katan spinoff, a Ahsoka yeah. spinoff, a Frog Lady spinoff. Like and, oh, <laughs> don't get my hopes up for a Frog Lady spinoff, but. I also just think the world in general needs more Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Um, and I think she did such an awesome job. Bro, so, I mean, she always does an amazing yeah. job. And the fact that she pulled off being an alien with a tentacle headdress, I mean, perfect. Yeah. Love it. Nailed it. Yeah. I mean, so that was at chapter 13, the Jedi. So much has been set up. Oh, my gosh. We're on yet another mission to possibly find another Jedi to train this other Yoda, will it be Luke? Oh, my Who gosh. Knows? I mean, I don't know. It, it could be anybody. Is Ezra going to be the one that he gets? So there's so many possibilities it's with crazy. this. I'm so excited. But before we go, yes, it's time for Galaxy Guide. Guide, 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 guide. <laughs> All right. So for this Galaxy Guide, I wanted to give a name and more of a face to what Ahsoka is, the Ooh. race that she comes from. So they're the Toe Greta. I'm thinking that's how you say the name. Also, it's Star Wars. Who fucking knows? <laughs> it is for me. So <laughs> yeah. that's great. So just a little, you know, backstory on them. We're just talking about more of her features. So they, the head tails. Head phalanges. Head phalanges. People, like, it's more of a what fans have called just like head tails because they're montrols it's also what the correct name from them are they run parallel to mm-hmm. the head and there's another race that actually and you've seen them before like the blue the lady blue, yes the, yes right that's a different race uh-huh. and so those are actually called something different and it's just so you can distinguish between the two races got it and parallel or back <laughs> and, but and so for i feel like it's more apparent with the blue ones but with ahsoka it's it's part of her body yes it's not a headdress it's literally Right. Head. Yeah. It's not like their ears. Right. It's just part. It's like head tails. It's tentacles. It's, you know, whatever you want to call them. And Star Wars has a lot of tentacles on people's <laughs> bodies. Head tentacles, chin tentacles. Yeah. And they actually have, so there's these large, like, hollow horn mm-hmm. things. And you've seen that in her race, if you look at all the extended ones or multiple ones that are the same race as her, those actually give, like, tiny, itty bitty, like, echolocation abilities mm. because they're hollow horns and they're connected to their head so they sure. can hear it so that also adds to her like ability Jedi, to sneak, for sure yeah sneak around and do stuff like that so i think that's really cool um and then just as a you know more backstory of where their people come from or you know a little bit of history of them so they're actually from a place called Chile, which I'm like, I love their drink deals. I love their chips and salsa. <laughs> it's great. That's the only reason why I would go there. <laughs> but they work really well in large groups. And that's because where they're from, they're usually hunted by this creature called the Akul, mm. which is a large quadruped, like orange furred beast. Yikes. Yeah. And so they usually banded together and they're very much as a community and not individualism. Individualism is more seen as like not normal mm-hmm. to those people than use being like a community. 
So I actually like that about them, that they're more of like a community base. They like to, you know, take everything into consideration. They had to do it because these giant beasts were hunting them. Yeah. I love it. It's super cool. And think about Ahsoka, right? So she's used to more of a community base. And for so long, at least from when we've seen her, she's been on her own. Yeah, that that was a that's an interesting thing, knowing about her race's backstory and seeing her her like arc through Clone Wars and everything that like she's constantly having to battle with that because she's constantly having to be alone. Right. And so because sometimes when she when she becomes part of a community or she trusts someone, they break that trust. Mm-hmm. So and I also wanted to just point out other people from her race that are more well known or you've seen before. So aside from Ahsoka during the Clone Wars, one of the most well known from her race was Shaq T. So I know people will remember seeing her. So during she was a member of the Jedi High Council who participated in many battles during the war. T was actually one of the few survivors of the first battle on Genosis and helped save Anakin, Obi-Wan, and and Padme. So if you remember in Clone Wars, whenever they were like in that Coliseum area, they're the ones that dropped down and you see her clearly mm-hmm. in there. So I thought that was really cool. She also protected Supreme Chancellor Palpatine. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> which was ab- unable to prevent him being kidnapped by Grievous, which we all know they're all part of the same fucking thing anyway. So it's just kind of like. Sorry, girl, like that was the wrong side, (laughs) but they didn't know at the time. So she actually did survive Order 66. So when all the Jedi were being wiped out, Mm -hmm. went into exile on Felucia, hate that name of that place and where she trained an apprentice. So I thought that was really cool. So she's still around somewhere. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. Extended universe stuff. I like it. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. She's the one. um, And I had Derek had pointed this out that she's the one with in the Clone Wars movie with the more white. On her face. Yeah, know, and so. her horns are ginormous. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. I kind of, oh, God, I love these badass females. It's so amazing. Mm-hmm. These characters are so good and so strong and um, are being represented so well. Yeah. So, bravo. Mm-hmm. So, next time, chapter 14. Oh, man. Yeah. Off to another planet. If we even get there first. That's true. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I'm thinking that Moff Gideon's going to intercept him or something. Yes, that's a whole other thing. I mean, that's what's so nerve-wracking. Granted, Mando doesn't know this, but he's leaving Baby Yoda alone in the ship that now has a tracking device on it. Yeah, but also, who knows if, like, Moff Gideon's going to go to Kaladan, where Ahsoka is right now. Like, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe he's going to, like, go to all the places he was at. <sighs> I know. We're getting towards the end of the season, so. There's a lot to worry about. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. See you next time. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at A Bite Of Pod and on Facebook at A Bite Of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at abiteofpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye.